Yo, everybody, it's Heat Override. I'm ready to bring the pain for you this week at Dr. Roto this week. If you haven't been to the website, get there. Dr. Roto 2.0, all the NFL seasonal content you could want is on our website. We got rookie outlooks. We got running backs. We're updated with injuries. You get Dr. Roto's daily free prescription. If you hit the website, drroto.com, use code word doc for a percentage off of your subscription, and then you can bring the pain to the competition. Oh, yeah. Why am I calling this beer the pain? Well, you're going to have a fun little thing this week because today you're going to get two episodes of Heat Override and bring in the pain and talking about you get the first one that was all things Dr. Roto. So make sure you check that one out too. It's just a nice little quick excerpt. Let you know what's on our website and let, you know, the energy just feed through you. Yeah, right? But let's talk a little bit about draft strategy. Everybody's got their own draft strategy, right? So what makes my draft strategy better than anybody else's? Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't actually. What makes the best draft strategy is being prepared. And if you're not prepared, that's why sites like Dr. Roto work for people like are busy and, and have a lot of things to do. So with that being said, we always strive to produce the content that you need. Everything from my IDP weekly articles of pickups, the podcast, calling players out and everything like that, allowing you to make the decision on those players in the future. Because if they burned you once, they will burn you again. Dig it? Yeah, that's what they will do. And going back on that, so what makes me a little more unique? Okay, so my style has never been to go with the grain, right? In DFS, I'm ultra contrarian. And then when it comes to the NFL, I'm ultra contrarian. Let's not do that again, right? Yeah. So what makes me different is it doesn't matter. I heard, I heard someone say today, it doesn't matter where I pick. That's exactly the motto of every great player that can play any seasonal sport ever, not just fantasy football. I've went to hockey and won championships, basketball, won championships. I don't even watch a basketball game. I just stay up to date on the news. And of course, it's kind of hard to miss all the great articles during basketball season on drrodo.com. So that really provides me with a lot of insight. And also, once you get into a groove, any kind of fantasy groove, you kind of just, you get into it. It's kind of like DFS, how like you will win a lot of money or a lot of chunks, like qualifiers, you can win qualifiers, you just win all this, right? And then you'll just 50-50 the rest of the time. You'll have those really good peaks. And what's funny is, is usually the really good peaks are the weeks I'm always busy and I only throw like a couple lineups in. And then I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Got to want a lot more money. But you know, for me, this is a passion. That's why Dr. Roto exists because it's a passion that we all strive for, that Dr. Roto himself strives for and lets us know, hey, let's do this for them people because that's how we all got here. We all had questions. I've been in fantasy league since 1994. I was drafted and everybody thought they was going to take advantage of me. But I was playing Tecmo Super Bowl at that time. So I already knew who the best players were. So that's what made me different. And what also makes me different too is, is I'm very competitive. So I'm not no person that's going to be a captain or, a, you know, a, a slouch. People like to slouch during the season, especially if they're 0-5. 
Let it be known, I had an 0-5 team finish 8-5 in third place and almost go to the championship. You never quit. And the funny thing about that is, is I was down by 10 points going into Monday night with the Super Broncos and Peyton Manning, and they destroyed Dallas. The dude, the one guy that could have put me in seven and six, had the closest chance to put me in seven and six, lost his defense. He played the Dallas defense, lost 20 points, and I won. So that is why you make the best plays possible. You you don't start the Dallas Cowboy defense against that Bronco teams on that Monday night or Sunday night. Whatever. I think it was a Monday night. That's how it goes down. But let's get back to drafting. What makes a good drafter? Well, when you win your league a lot and you play in regular, you know, one, two, three drafting leagues, not snake, snake, you got a chance. When you play in a normal draft of one, two, three, one, two, three, right? Numeral. You have to be on the top of your game. If you're going to be, and you are one of the best in your leagues, you're always going to be drafting in like, say, a 14-team league. You're going to be most likely drafting from 8 to 14 most years. You're never going to have a chance at any, any good quarterback. Kelsey? Nope. Unless there's no keepers. And in every most of the leagues I play in have keepers. One league decided to go with just one keeper this year and forever until he changes his mind. And then with my oldest league that I played since 94, we do a rotation. We go one, two, one. Then we redo a full redraft. So every few years, you're going to get a new roster. You're going to get a new chance. And then we also draw straws or numbers and do a randomizer just once. Once. Because... We all know that, you know, I'm I'm all for doing three rolls on a randomizer, but it really sucks when you get the top drafts and then you see your name go down and down with each roll and then you're at the back of the draft and it's a it's a straight up it's a straight up draft and you you get the what in 12 team, 14 team, you get the 12th best player, then you get the 24th or 28th best player if it's a 14 team league. Like, what do you do? What do you do? And that's why we, Dr. Roto, make you prepared for that. But what I would do, and it's not always, you don't always have to draft the best players. My actual strategy has been feasting on people and the wide receiver love that they've had. Why? Because I've been able to get a Christian Kirk or a DJ Moore late in the draft. So when you talk about roster construction, and I look at what my my championship, the team that took it all for me last year in my home league, because, you know, I lost it last year, and then the previous year I was the champ, and when the macho man ended the belt over, uh-huh, yeah, he said, I'm coming back for you, yeah. And I came back for it. And I came back for it with Josh Allen. I came back for it with Nick Chubb, because Nick, Chubb fell to me. Nick Chubb, they let Nick Chubb get to me, right? And mind you, this is a whole return, right? So my next draft pick was Leonard Fournette as well. So you're like, yo, how you okay? You got Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb. So what ended up happening was I I I practically stacked Browns. And if you go do the numbers for last year, if you would have had Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb in your lineup starting for the whole year, you had some good weeks. Amari Cooper. Had some great weeks. I mean, going back over it right here, we got week 11 at Buffalo over 30 points in this league. You know, you got a couple weeks earlier, it's, you know, Cincinnati. He's got 23 points right there. 
you know, you got week two, 23, week three, 23, you know, he gets a bad week, week four. But so you see, the thing is that when you draft, you get that. Nobody was drafting Amari Cooper right here. It says that, you know, I drafted Amari Cooper late in my rounds. I had Marquise Brown. I got, I got him, you know, I had Dante Foreman. And of course we all know I had Rokon Smith Steelers defense. And I went with Maher's my kicker, but I had Tyler Lockett. I had DeAndre Hopkins on my back. I had Deshaun Watson. I had Joshua Palmer. I had Darren Waller. I had Haseem Haskins just in case, but that, was because I was doing pickups and everything right there. But if you just heard my team, you just heard my team, and I had Zay Jones. I had Zay Jones. So you say, how did that team win a championship? Well, it's because Nick Chubb was consistent. It's because Josh Allen was consistent. It's because Amari Cooper was consistent, right? So it allowed me to, and, and Tyler Hopkins, you know, it, it, <laughs> Tyler Hopkins. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, yay. It happens to the best of us, people. Oh, yeah. So when we get to it, I had a consistent team that I was able to move in and move out after the draft. But it was about my draft steals that allowed me to set this team up. And that is why I tell everybody, when you're drafting, look at the best available player. But also look at the other players. You can't be thinking about just that pick or that pick. Look, I break drafts. I'm not even going to lie. I have a long track record. I always control the drafts. I don't care what anybody says. I control the drafts. I make it happen. I make the plays. I talk before the draft starts. If I'm an in-person, I'm sitting there just wibbling names out. Oh, this guy's going to have it, right? And they're thinking, oh, well, I like that guy. And if he likes this guy and he works at Dr. Roto, he must know something. Hey, even before drrodo.com, I was doing this. I was just sitting there just laying these names and they would pick them. It would move them up and it would leave players open for me, for me to take and make my team better and consistently better over the years. And when you pick at the end of the draft, you kind of become a pro with this stuff. It's, it's like, what do you do? Like You're never going to get a pick forever. So you're literally other than like the one, my keeper's Josh Allen this year, man. I'm keeping Josh Allen. I'm not playing any other games. I didn't got that nothing. I had Cam Akers on that team too. I dropped his ass. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that at this point, when you look at it, it allows me to even go get a defensive player like Roquan Smith that I know is going to put up more points in your tight end consistently each week, as long as he doesn't get hurt. We all did the stories. You can go listen to my IDP articles. I literally give you in my articles players that will score you anywhere from six to 10 points every single week. If you're allowed two players, you have a defense and a kicker, you'll get a 30, 40 points just off of that. And if your league averages anywhere from 90 points or 100 points, that's half. That's half. Okay, people? That's half. And that's why. We at Dr. Roto try to teach you all on how to make those decisions. So in my draft articles, in my draft talk and everything like that, I look at the best players. So let's say I have Josh Allen. I, I, I have 
no skill positions at all other than I've got me a top quarterback and that has won me two championships in three years. Need I say more? So when you take that position and you get that those points right there, immediately people are going to go receivers. So people like Cooper Cup, Chase, Justin Jefferson, these people are all digs, digs. I would be surprised if digs makes it to me because that's something I've been considering. Do I get digs? Because there's no comeback around. No, easily. If you're in my league and you're in this league, I'm going to take a running back at that stage because by then, there's definitely, we're going to have the keepers in. There's definitely going to be hardly any running backs. Most of the people that are going to keep people are going to keep quarterbacks like Hurts and, of course, my Allen and Mahomes will be kept. So players like Travis Kelsey are going to get ate up. Players all are going to get ate up. And, of course, people are already on the Bijan train, so he's going to be gone. By the time it gets to me, I swear if they let me have Nick Chubb again, I will gladly welcome Nick Chubb back to the Machos Heat. Oh, wait. King Machos Heatiados. Oh, yeah, people. That's what it's all about. So when it gets to me, that will be my strategy to see who is best available at that position. You look at the receivers. If you do have a chance at a big home receiver, then boom, jump on them. But if you can wait and should wait, you should definitely wait on that and get that running back. And that's what's going to end up happening to me in this league. Why? Because I'm picking at the end of the draft. I'm picking 14. And when you pick 14, you're not going to have anything really out there. All top receivers, like I said, are all going to be gone. So you have to take a running back. You almost have to. Because at that point, you're going to have at least someone like, I mean, that could be a Damian Priest. Pierce. Oh, sorry, you know, wrestling. Damian Pierce could be out there. You know, you could have, you're, I'm not even touching Singletary. I'm not worried about any of the Rams running backs. You could have a Jameer Gibbs out there. You could have, you know, a DeAndre Swift out there. That's very possible. You could have a Miles Sanders out there. So if Miles Sanders is out there and say, I miss on Nick Chubb because they're probably not going to let me do that because there is two Browns fans in this league, ironically. And so if you're going to miss out, and that, that brings up is that those Brown fans might be fighting over Deshaun Watson. So if Deshaun Watson and Chubb go, then there's a good chance I'm going to have a chance at DeAndre Swift or Miles Sanders or a player around that caliber because most likely Derrick Henry is going to be kept. Most likely all these players are going to be kept. Jonathan Taylor is probably going to be kept. When the keepers come out this Sunday, I'll be able to evaluate that. And then, hey, why not drop another podcast on that? Because the draft is next Friday, not this Friday, next Friday. And I'll be able to get that in and let, you know, a little bit of what's going to happen. But with that, because I will be able to use the rankings on drrodo.com to look at what I'm going to draft and then I'll put them all there and that's how we work it. But when you get used to drafting at the end of the draft, it's beautiful. You, it literally puts you in a zone. So when you get to those points and you, and this is very strong, I am a firm believer that you draft all of your position players. You don't go after Justin Tucker early. You don't go after a defense early. Unless it was like the 94 Chiefs. <laughs> and then, you know, that team was scoring a lot of points then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, go check those records, man. I was IDP before IDP was IDP. Let that be known. Yeah, go check it. All my people in my McDonald's league from 1994 that I'm going to draft 
that Sunday after the tournament, after this draft on that Friday I was talking about, all could say I was a defensive guru then. I always picked the best defenses. And that's how my teams are winning because we were a scoring league then. The average score was like 30 to 40. Yo, when I had my chief defense dropping 15 to 20 a game, I was unstoppable. But it was like I was the Bills that during those years, too, because I lost some championships and I never won one. So I came back to the league. And that is why you got to get used to those things. You got to start thinking about those extra points. Where do those extra points come from? So, yes, if you got a two running back, a two wide receiver, a tight end, and a flex, I will, I literally drafted. That's why my best receivers was Marquise Brown and Tyler Lockett. Because when I put those players there, that was that was my base. And then I came back around and I got DeAndre Hopkins. So now I know when Hopkins comes back, I'm going to get some points from him. But it gives me that whole backup or the double stack. When I won this championship two years ago, I won this championship having Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson on the same team. It was gold. They were both producing. And in this league, you know, the average score, like right now, it says Mari Cooper's 11.9 and Nick Chubb's 19. That's why running back is so key in this league as well, too. And that is why you, as a person, as a captain of a team, putting your money down, need to remember to look at the rules and see what positions are. That's why I sharked those running backs. I ended up with, like I said, Chubb. I ended up with, uh, Fournette and Cam Akers right from the go. Now, Cam Akers did not play out for me, but the rest of my team did. Having Amari Cooper, getting him late, Marquise Brown and Tyler Lockett with our tight end position, it's wide receiver, I was able to start all three of those. And even the running back position, the second running back position is wide receiver. So you literally can have four, five wide receivers, one running back and one quarterback in this league. So that, that just makes it fun. You go, why? That's why. So he made it an emphasis that this was going to be the year of the wide receiver. We're going to do that, right? So everybody's like, oh, we only need one running back. I went and picked all the running backs up. And then when I did that, that changed the whole game of the draft. And that is why I was calling this bring the pain, bring the draft. Because when you change your draft, it allows you to do that. And when I got to that point, that's when I dropped Roquan Smith. That's your hammer. That's your IDB hammer, people. What more can you want? But you're saying, why would you not go get a pick? Why would you? I did. I did. I had Hopkins. I had Hopkins waiting with all those great receivers. I had Waller waiting with all those great receivers. I didn't have to worry like that. So I dropped. I got my Roquan, right? Right? So I got my Roquan. And then, bam, that's what I came in with. Deshaun Watson. And on this team, I also had two up. I had Tua as my main backup. So I had enough draft wits to get Josh Allen, Tua, and Deshaun Watson. What did that do for me? What did that do for me? It not only blocked a lot of my opponents from getting Deshaun Watson in those final weeks, which, mind you, he did perform. We will, the, in the championship week, week 17, Deshaun Watson had 169 and three touchdowns, 28.67 points. I 
won my championship without Josh Allen because of the Monday night game. I was going to start Deshaun Watson. And I, I could have. I could have started two of that week, too. And I would have. And I still won the championship. And I won the championship because Jalen Petrie had about 20 points. And Roquan went up seven. And my kicker did up. You heard the podcast. You heard the IDP things. That's how I did it. Without my quarterback, without my team MVP, because my team structure was built sound. They were built to be consistent. And when they blew up, they made them a bigger, bigger, batter team. There was a couple weeks in this league, I scored over 200 points. But I won the championship without a quarterback with 140. That's how you do it. That's why we, that's why we talk so much. That's why the Discord is so big because you can get me and everybody else in there and there's always going to be somebody in there to help out, help your team out, help your draft out. You want one of us to help help you out during a draft? Hit us up, add us, fire it up. That's what you got to do. But when you get to those plays and you get to those defenses and then you start bringing in your, your, your depth to your roster the way I did, it allowed me to go into that final week starting Josh Allen, Nick Chubb, Deontay Foreman, Dante, Dante. See, that was another key. Dante Foreman sent me to the championship with his 21 for 165 and a touchdown against Detroit, giving me 29 points. But he only got me six yards in that six points in that in that championship, right? And that and that that was fine. But and we all talked about what Nick Chubb did, but Amari Cooper had two touchdowns for over 105 for 27 points in that game. Like I said, I ended up stacking Cleveland. We all know Chubb. I'm pretty sure he had thir- yes, he had 17 points. He went over 100 yards, got the 100 multiplier, right? You, so I've just given you my whole team. Marquise Brown, that final week. I started Marquise Brown over DeAndre Hopkins, right? Marquise, 9.1. That's that. That's consistent. What We all know Roquan got 7.5. We all know Jalen Petrie, because I've been talking for a whole season about it because he's my dude got 17 points my defense you know it was the Steelers and the the Steelers got me 11.45 they only have one sack that game consistency people consistency if you just noticed other than Dante Foreman everybody put up points on my team and I had a zero from Josh Allen to win a championship if you don't draft right if you don't get those late receivers that this team shows you I can, you can draft a team. Your first three picks can be Cam Akers, can be Nick Chubb, it could be Leonard Fournette. And you go, well, Leonard Fournette sucked at the end of the year. Oh, he did. But remember, in the game to get into the championship games, he was 20 for 72, but he had 24 points in this league, right? Because of his catches. That right there allowed me to that consistency and the beginning of the year. Listen to this right here. He didn't even score a touchdown to week five, right? And you you get to it, you get 21, 13, 12, 15, finally a touchdown, 33, 23, 5, 15, 10, 14, off, 13, 8, 11, 24, 8. I got him late and nobody else had a running back. They were literally starting third string running backs because I hogged all the running backs. And then I came in with my great receivers and picks. That's what you do. How do you draft? 
you drop like that. You drop, you mold, you become an amoeba and you, you, you a chameleon and you go to that draft and you own that draft and you make sure you dictate that draft. And when you dictate that draft, those players will be there for you. And when those players are there and they won't always be, that's why you have to be able to move and get yourself a backup plan to a backup plan. Just know your team. You know what teams they are. Look at the jersey that dude's wearing. Look at what he's wearing. Look at his car. What license plate? You know who he's going for. He's going for Justin Fields because he's a Bears fan. And that is your edge. That is how you draft. That's how you bring the draft. That's how you bring the pain. Get to Dr. Roto. Get all your stuff. Because, man, we're going to have a hell of a week next week. It's draft week, everybody. Ooh, yeah. And that's how you bring the pain. Woo! Yeah.